0: uga football news presents today's sports report with matthew hall on today's sports report we'll talk about university of georgia football and more today's sports report is brought to you by happy sewing and quilting offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride hall shots photography going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's Sports Report, Chris Hall. All right, welcome to today's
1: Sports Report with Matthew Hall. I'm Chris Hall, your host, and Matthew is with us. And of course, uh, today we're very happy to have Rusty Manziel, recruiting analyst at uh, 247sports.com. joining us today it's been a while since we've uh, been on one of our programs and it's good to kind of be back after a summer break and it's good to have rusty with us and uh, rusty uh, welcome to our program today i know we're uh, headed toward uh, the fall even though it doesn't feel like it in in georgia right now with uh, the heat we're having but uh, how are things
2: going with you these days I'm interested in that word, summer break. What what, what, what does that mean? <laughs> you don't get a break. You don't get a break. No, 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 recruit, College football
1: time. never ends. No, 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 uh, yeah, time, but it's good to have you with us, Matthew. It's good to have you on the program today. How you doing?
3: I'm hanging in there. Another great day. I mean, We woke up today. It's a good day. Appreciate Rusty coming on with us today.
1: Yeah, very much so. All right, Rusty, let's talk uh, a little bit about... Uh, Uh, just jump in here a little bit about what's happening in uh, college football. We're looking with great anticipation, of course, towards September 21st when Georgia will take on uh, Clemson in the uh, the official opening game. That's what I would call it, even though Alabama and Florida are playing. uh, For Georgia and Clemson, that's going to be a biggie. And I noticed uh, that uh, you guys at uh, uh, 247sports.com I've made a little uh, a projection uh, concerning that game. You say, and of course, this game is in a neutral side in Charlotte, but you guys are projecting that Georgia will win over Clemson 31 uh, 24. Now, Vegas uh, kind of disagrees with you guys a little bit. They have uh, Clemson as a four point uh, favorite. So uh, let's take a look at that game. And uh, of course, we're all anticipating that game. Yeah. So, w- right now, today, after you've had your good North Georgia breakfast and you're feeling uh, ready to go, yeah. tell me about this game. W- what are you feeling today about this game, highly anticipated
2: between Georgia and Clemson? Well, first of all, 24 7 made that prediction. I haven't made my prediction oh, yet. Oh, I got you. I, wanna get, I wanted to get closer to the game because I, there's so much, uh, so many questions that'll be answered. Uh, you know, particularly, you take Georgia, who's going to be. You know, who's going to be the other starting cornerback who's going to play left tackle how healthy is georgia coming into the season eric gilbert what kind of fall campus he had Darian there kendrick there's a lot of questions for georgia they got a ton of pieces there uh clemson you know they got to replace a lot too uh can justin rawls come back and be healthy so for me the anticipation for that game is is worthy that is a headliner that is the game i agree with you that is the game in National uh, College Football opening weekend, Labor Day weekend. I believe that's September the 4th. So uh, the entire country will get a chance to watch Georgia showcase its pro against Clemson. I, I think when you look at this, you, you both look at both sides of the ball. Defensive lines on both teams are absolute elite. I mean, when you look at Clemson, I just saw Miles Murphy a couple of weeks ago at the Hillgrove spring game. Could not believe how good he looked i know georgia fans don't want to hear that but uh miles murphy brian breezy those guys going up you know with jordan davis adam anderson uh trayvon walker jalen carter the two the defensive lines for this game it is crazy the amount of talent so i think that just looking forward to it just looking forward to that matchup a little bit and breaking it down both offensive lines have got a tremendous challenge
1: And when you talk about defensive lines, obviously you have to mirror that with the offensive lines Uh, and which team is going to have an offensive line uh, that is going to perform the uh, best and kind of stem the tide of what's coming at them uh, defensively. Who do you think has the edge on the offensive line between Georgia and Clemson?
2: I would think Georgia a little bit, but still, there's questions on both sides. I, I like that Georgia's bringing some guys. I think what was invaluable was Warren Erickson playing late for Georgia. Got to play some of the Sugar Bowl, I mean, the, the Peach Bowl uh, inside of Mercedes Benz against Cincinnati. He's got to play a little bit. Uh, you know, Jamari Sawyer coming back, Justin Schaefer coming back for a fifth year. Warren, uh, Warren McClendon started, I believe, every game at right tackle for Georgia last year. He's got a ton of experience. Uh, you got Fitzpatrick back at tight end. You got Darnell Washington, uh, you know, added some talented players. So I think up front, uh, Georgia probably a little, a little bit of a slight edge. But uh, again, both both offensive lines have got a lot. And not only is it personnel, it's scheme. When you look at what Clemson's doing, they bring a lot of pressure. And they're going to bring a lot of different things at Georgia. Uh, you look at Kirby Smart, Dan Landing, and what they're going to throw. Uh, will Muschamp will certainly be involved in that scheme. Uh, with his familiarity with Clemson. So I think when you look at everything that's coming, everything that's that's coming in that game, it's not only the Jimmys and Joes, it's gonna be the X's and O's and who can pick up those blitzes and those fronts that are gonna be presented to these offensive lines. Cause I, think, I definitely think that both the defensive lines have an advantage going into this game. Okay.
3: I think- yeah, and I mean, uh, what do you think about, I, I got, you know, along with that, I mean, that's great assessment too, but uh, at the quarterback position, um i know you know clemson's rebuilding with that uh i mean trevor lawrence that's a that's a big loss so i mean do you think georgia has a big advantage at the quarterback position
2: uh in terms of this game no i don't think it's a big advantage i think dj uh uncle lately uh is a guy that's you know he got a chance to play against notre dame he's played in big games in high school um you know you know, JT Daniels about to start what four games for Georgia there at the end or five and he's played a little bit but you know there, there's still some questions there you know it, you know, this is going to be I do think JT Daniels will take that next step and he looked really really good coming into the season but I don't think that Georgia has a big advantage at all I think DJ Andaleli was what number two quarterback in the country if not number one for some people so I mean I've seen him up close that is a massive dude he has a huge arm and I think what you saw against Notre Dame even in a loss coming in to play for Trevor Lawrence uh if you're a Clemson fan you got to be excited so I mean I would maybe give JT Daniels a little bit of edge because he does have a little bit more experience but as far as a clear advantage I don't see it I think DJ Galileley is a future NFL quarterback and he's the next in line at Clemson
1: so right now what is your gut telling you about this game I know you haven't officially made a prediction but but uh, right now and and by the way you know we talked earlier on one of our programs We we kind of played around with the fact that it may be a half-empty stadium uh, for the beginning of the season, and apparently we've all missed that because apparently it's going to be just you know everybody's going to be there, national uh, audience. So right now, at the gut level, what do you without going officially on anything? What do you think about this game?
2: Um. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think both teams, uh, I know that Georgia's got a lot back on defense. I mean, up front, front seven. secondary is a little, uh, they got some new guys in there, how they work all those. So I think this game's going to be uh, a high scoring game. You know, I don't know, it'll be 48, 45. That's early in the year. Sometimes you have a little bit of sloppy turnover here and there. Uh, I think this game's going to be razor thin. And you come down to maybe special teams, uh, punting kicking can they block up kick something like that i mean i think this game is going to be one of those you know 38 35 type games and you know again i'm not ready to make a prediction because there's so many questions uh but if i had to absolutely pick today i'd probably take georgia a little bit and that's because i think that uh they've got some guys that are not probably getting the mention guys like jermaine burton uh arian smith i mean they're going to give some issues to some people uh, especially Clemson, because you don't, you know, you're going to focus on are you going to stop Zamir White, James Cooks, and those type of things. But JT Daniels is a great ball distributor. He can spread it around. And when you add a guy like Eric Gilbert into the mix, uh, a guy I've covered since the eighth grade, man, there's going to be some packages. I'm very interested to see how Georgia does that. But you could think at one time that Georgia could have Arian Smith. They could have Jermaine Burton. They could have Kiaris Jackson. Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, all those guys in there at one time, and you t- try to cover James Cook out of the backfield, JT Ooh. Daniels probably with a few more weapons on offense and I think Clemson's going to come to the table with on that first game.
3: Yeah, and I mean, you know, with uh, Gilbert now in play, I mean, do you see Georgia, you know, uh, changing up the offensive playbook somewhat to incorporate the tight ends being more involved heavily? I mean, I, you know, I, I, in my mind, I wanna think that, but just because I know we have Washington and now you add uh, you know, Gilbert in there. I mean, do you think do you see that possibly taking place this season?
2: Well they I mean, you you got it. it's you know, I think sometimes I get frustrated with people like they gotta use the tight ends. Well sometimes mm-hmm. the tight ends weren't their best players. Right. But now you have guys like Brock Bowers and you got Darnell Washington, you would go out and recruit elite players to be elite guys. And I think John Fitzpatrick's a guy that doesn't get enough publicity. For what he does this guy can block he can catch he's six foot six he's a big guy himself so you look at you know eric gilbert i think everybody's kind of enamored with him and you know i look at the you know you think he's going to replace george pickens i think size wise he's that guy so you look at him and you know i looked at the nike opening george pickens ran 473 at six foot five uh eric gilbert ran 471 at six foot five so i mean looking at a guy on the edge you're going to put him out there Eric Gilbert certainly with a lot of versatility but with that you got to say listen we got to get the best players on the field and I think as a if you want to be from a Georgia perspective are they going to use the tight ends more yes I think they've got to use the tight ends more because that's some of their best players
3: that's
2: right yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, what kind of gut punch was it to uh, Florida to lose
2: Eric Gilbert? Uh, it, it, that was pretty tough for that program right i think it was more at the end of the at the end of this thing i think it was more of a gut punch to lsu i think lsu thought he was coming back you know i'm really really tight with shea dixon our lsu guy there who's very connected we talked a lot the last month i didn't really talk to eric when i broke the story so i broke the story on a tuesday uh that he was coming to georgia and i talked to him monday night that was the first time i talked to him the whole time so at that point hey he told me i'm going to georgia but you know, just I just wanted to say, hey Eric, when you pull on campus, I'm going to write this. Okay, yeah. so let's, <laughs> <you> know,
4: let, <laughs>
2: you know, let me get you pulling that parking lot, and that's then we'll break. Right. <laughs> it. You know, I think LSU they had some meetings with him and his family. Uh, I know he's very he was close with BJ Ojolari, who's Aziz's younger brother, who's down at LSU. They played together at Marriott High School. Uh, I, I think Florida knew by that time they were out of it, but I think LSU uh, from the reaction I saw on Twitter that day, the LSU fans were. Not very happy and kind of thought he was coming back there, which it it was it really was an option. You know, I mean, he yeah. told me, hey, I've been thinking about this for a while and uh, almost went back to LSU, but he's going to Georgia. And one of the biggest reasons he was, uh, people don't realize his little sister,s like, I think she's eight years old. He is extremely close to her. Uh, you know, he said, look, when they were pulled off from Baton Rouge, man, and I'd be there, you know, I was there and I knew they were in Atlanta. It was tough. And I talked to his mom, and I said, how happy are you? And she goes, look. I just dropped my kid off in Athens and I'm driving an hour and going back to work instead of getting on I-10 and driving eight hours home. Uh, so it's a big deal for them and I think it was just the best fit and it was a family decision for Eric to go to Georgia.
1: Right, good deal. You know something uh, big may happen today or tomorrow as far as the college football playoff is concerned. Uh, the uh, management committee of the college football playoff is considering a 12-team playoff. Now apparently if this Passes muster if it's accepted by the board of managers uh, that are, uh, we'll be meeting in Dallas. I, I guess it's uh, June 22nd. That'll be sometime later. Uh, th- but the recommendation will come from the committee either today or tomorrow to to make that recommendation to the board of managers. Uh, no no change will be made in 2021 or 2022, according to reports. So it, it looks like momentum and now is building toward a 12-team playoff. In, uh, in college football that will incorporate the bowls and, and try to you know, make sure that the bowls survive. Uh, there's been a lot of clamoring about uh, expanding the playoffs, of course, uh, for the last several years, especially by those teams that don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So just from your perspective, what is your opinion of a 12-team uh, playoff uh, for college football? Is that too many? Is it not enough? How's it going to change football? How's it going to affect uh, bowls? Just what is your what
2: is your thoughts about that? As a college football fan, um, I, I I really wish it would be eight, but the bigger picture of this twelve—if they want to have more games—and so be it. Let's watch more college football. I'm 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 okay with it. I still think it's going to be watered down some. You know, I mean. You can be honest. You know, I don't care who you're a fan of. If you're really not right now a Georgia fan, an Alabama fan, a Clemson fan, and, and, and an Ohio State fan, an Oklahoma fan, and you know LSU kind of is in the mix. Uh, you really go into the season, and, and it's you're like, I don't know if we can even make the playoffs, or we're we're going to have a chance. You know what I mean? Which is not good for college football. Right. You look at the ratings. You look at the ratings for college football west of Texas, and they're 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 way low. They're starting oh. to up there. Uh, you know, as for the game of college football, we need the West Coast and some of those schools back in this thing, so we can have the eyes and, and all that. You know, we all grew up watching, you know, UCLA and USC, wow. and Nebraska and Colorado was good, and you know, we know those days. So, in uh, to, to, Oregon, obviously, is a national brand. So, if you can get those schools back involved, you can get like I loved I love the breakdown that said, hey, if this past year, Coastal Carolina would have, based off the projections of being the higher ranked team and winning your conference championship, Coastal Carolina would have been in over Oregon in that number 12 seed, which I thought would have been great to see a team like that. You know, we all love the NCAA basketball term because of Cinderella. So, you know, uh, what's gonna hurt? Add a few more. Now, personally, my opinion, I think they should have done the conference champs and then two at large bids. Uh, But if they go to 12, let's figure it out, see how it goes. And, uh, you know, certainly from the Georgia side, I think Georgia fans are gonna like it because, hey, there's a couple of more times for sure. We can see here and mention 2012, all these years. Last year, that Georgia probably would have got into that 12-team mix. And uh, and I, I'm all for more college football and expanding this brand because you know out west and west of Texas, man, college football it, it needs it needs some energy. Yeah,
1: it's it's dying. And I, I'm with you. I, I think 12 may be a little extreme. I would be more inclined to yeah. go ahead and have eight. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, from the Georgia bu- uh, uh, Bulldog perspective, anything that get the bulldog uh, gets the Bulldogs in. We'll take it. We'll take it. So yeah,
2: I, you know, the, the, the the buys and the whether they're playing and those types of things. I mean, can you imagine Georgia getting in like as a ten seed, having to play one week, play maybe at Texas. If you win that next week, you go to Notre Dame. I mean, all those Georgia fans are spending that money going to the you know going to the Rose Bowl and coming back, damn <laughs> championship and all that. You better start doing some summer saving because it could be some really good playoffs and some really good trips in the next uh, few years for Georgia.
3: That would right. be great. You know, and then it, you know it, when you're talking about that, it made me think about what J.T. Daniels said about his experience going to a spring game. Uh, you know, at USC compared to uh, you know a spring game at Georgia, and uh, I know I read, I believe I don't know what story it was, but I know he said that. It was just such a drastic difference, uh, you know, yeah. the the crowd and yeah. and the engagement uh, was such a drastic difference compared to what what it was at
2: USC. I, um, I remember Jacob Eason talking about going because the one, Stanford was a team that he was really enamored. With. You know, be on the West Coast, uh, Jacob told me him his dad went to a Stanford game when he was a junior in high school. He was like, man, there was like, what even sold out. So. Mm-hmm. At that point, he was like, man, I'm going, I'm going to the SEC.
0: Don't go away. We'll be back in just
4: a moment with more of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Feeling tired, sluggish, run down? Does your brain fog up sometimes with one of those, I can't find my keys moments? These days, millions of people are burning the candle at both ends and in the middle too. Do you need more wax for the candle? If you can relate... Listen closely. We have great news. There is an amazing new state-of-the-art energy and brain performance formula available to you. Do you need a Lift? If yes, then you need Sera Lift by Modexis. Featuring a special blend of targeted natural components, Lift is designed to safely and effectively boost your focus, mental clarity, memory recall, concentration, and more. And all of this in a safe and natural way. Everyone needs a lift, right? Go now to powerofpurple.info and get your free download of the Lift Smart Sheet. And better yet, why not get lifted today by placing your order at powerofpurple.info. That's powerofpurple.info. Start your Modexis experience today. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Uh, well, you know,
1: we're, we're we're looking forward to the 2021 football season, but, but you guys, where you are, you're always looking beyond the next season uh, as far as recruiting is concerned. So, uh, 2022 you know if you're a football junkie you can never get enough so 2021 okay but yep. how are we how are we doing on the recruiting uh, side of things and of course uh in your i think in your latest projections at 247 sports uh, as far as 2022 recruiting is concerned in the rankings ohio state number one lsu two notre dame three georgia sitting at four rutgers Rutgers, really? How, how's that going? Uh, Penn State, Texas, Mississippi State showing up, Texas A&M and Oklahoma. Uh, uh, let's talk a little 2022 recruiting. Uh, for a while, Georgia was at number one, but then they lost a couple of recruits. So so what, what do you think uh, as far as things are setting up? I know this is crazy, but 2022, how, how do you think things are setting up?
2: Well, you know, I think the loss of Bear Alexander was was. was you know i think that was kind of people kind of thought that was coming but you look smoke Bowie. i mean that was a guy that that was a guy that uh smoke Bowie was a guy that you know i still think could end up back in this class before it's all said and done young man out of bainbridge high school uh obviously texas a and ms from other schools are really recruiting him hard barry alexander was a guy that i've, I've mentioned to, our, to the subscribers on dogs 247 it was going to be a battle to the end now yeah you look at what happened this week and they lost uh michael williams a five-star at columbus now that was a surprise now that's a guy that georgia has recruited heavily he's a great kid he's a fantastic player he's an elite pass rusher a big six foot five guy when he's got a half brother michael trig at southern cal so they had that going for him they got him out to la spent some time on the beach spent some time in the city man he came home on monday night and i texted him he goes look this that was real and then uh, he texted me Tuesday morning and said, hey, I'm committing to USC today at noon. I said, you know, that's that's you know that's your choice. And, uh, you know, let this young man make their decision. But, as a, you know, from the Georgia perspective, that's a big loss. And can they get him back? Can they get him back on campus? Because I do know around March he was very close to a decision. And had he made that decision then, it was definitely Georgia, I think. So we'll see where that goes. But, you know, with Kirby Smart, there's going to be some highs and lows or some things. But I think as Georgia fans know, uh, I wouldn't be too worried of what happens and what comes down and who's in that class in December because Georgia has really done a really good job. That's my little. One. <laughs> yeah. There hey, you go. Know. Hey, happy birthday. Whose birthday is it? Start no, of the she show. She handed me a hand to me. To me. This is, it's not her birthday, but uh, she just handed me a Come here, you want to say hey? I was going to hey. say happy birthday. <laughs> she's, she's being shot now. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, the uh, I really think that with, with Michael. It's a kid that, you know, George is going to work hard to try to get, get him back on campus. Uh, I think that there's going to be some, some you know, maybe some losses here and there. But with Kirby Smart overall going into, what is this, year six of his recruiting classes, uh, you look at that and Kirby Smart is certainly an elite recruiter.
1: Yeah. And speaking of Kirby, uh, you know, you're beginning to, to read some stories out there in the football world, football land, about uh, uh, Kirby not on the hot seat necessarily, but becoming under coming under greater scrutiny as far as these great recruiting classes, but not producing the SEC championships like you want. Of course, you got to deal with Alabama for heaven's sakes. And then the elusive, ever elusive national championship. Uh, you know, where is Kirby? I mean, what's happening uh, with him? I, I think he'll be at Georgia for the rest of his life if he wants to be. So, but but where is he now? As far as uh, the perception of the fans and media, is he on? He's not on the hot seat, but you know he's coming under some uh, some scrutiny, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot to that. But I think when you look at this, you know, listen, here's here's one thing to look at with Kirby Smart. This is what I say in the meetings, and I know that Georgia is a school that, you know, it's been a while. Obviously, it's been 1980, World documented. That Georgia won national championship. Everybody knows what happened in 2017. All those deals. Here's what Kirby Smart has done. He's played for a national championship. He's won the Rose Bowl. He's won the Sugar Bowl. He's won the SEC Championship. He's played for it two more times. He's won a New Year's Day Six Bowl. Uh, all those things are in five years at Kirby Smart. Now, you take the history of Georgia football. You take the history, and Chris, I know you know it well. Yeah. You go back and you take out 80 through 82 in those three years and what Vince Dooley and Herschel Walker did. If you take those three years out, I don't know that anybody's done anything. What Kirby's done with those five years? Right, right. What he's right. done? Now he needs to win. No question in Mercedes Benz, and there's no question. Literally, the big elephant in the room is Alabama. He's exactly. got to beat that. Uh, he's got to get past that. But Georgia is at a point now. As a Georgia fan, Florida fan, Ohio State—I don't care who you are—you have to know that Georgia is in consideration to make the playoffs and potentially get to the national championship game every year. And that's what you want as a Georgia guy, as a Georgia fan, Kirby smart, needs to beat Alabama. He needs to win in Mercedes Benz, but it's perception-wise, I don't think it's fair because what he's done has been really, really good at Georgia. Right,
1: right, yeah. He's a, you know, and, and I saw some, some uh, you know, from other sports platforms, uh, some these lists of like the top 10 college football coaches in America and that kind of thing. And, and Kirby's not in the list. For me, that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, a, 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 people like Dan Mullen ahead of Kirby Smart yeah. or, you know, some other folks. I, mm-hmm. I just, why is that? I, why is that in, from the national perspective? Why is Kirby underrated?
2: You know, it's it's. I've asked a couple friends that are, you know, or fans of other teams and everything. And Kirby is kind of not easy. To, if you're a different fan base, not really, he's real high energetic. You know, he's always you know, really hollering at somebody and all that. If you're a Georgia fan, you love that. You love the passion he's got. But I think that Georgia gets a lot of publicity and they do. They get they have a lot of media around them. There's a lot of people that cover we all cover this team. There's a lot of media around Georgia. And I think that's what Kirby, you know, there's a lot of people that's not very not bad fans of him. You know, he's he's real high energetic on the sidelines and those types of things. But I think at the end of the day what he's done in year, through year five for Georgia is phenomenal. I mean these are really, really good times to be a Georgia fan. Yeah. Now, national perception-wise, he needs to win that next game. Because when Georgia went eight and five under Kirby Smart's first year, I talked to a lot of recruits, and they were like, "Hey, man, schools are telling us, hey, Kirby can only recruit; He can't win." So then he goes and wins. And then he goes and wins the SEC and plays for the national championship. So you know, there's probably some schools going, "Hey, look, you can go there, but you're not going to national championship." So he needs to win that next one. If Kirby Smart can take that next one, I, I agree with you, Chris. I, I think that George, Kirby's going to be here for a long time, and he's, he's going to do well at Georgia.
3: Yeah, and I mean, you know, Kirby being being the uh, hometown guy, you know, and then uh, playing for Georgia, I mean, for me, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, I mean, we saw Mark Rick not long ago and interviewed him at uh, Brandon Wicks football camp, and, you know, I mean, much respect for Mark Rick and uh, everything that he's done and his faith and, and whatnot. And Great his, guy. Uh, you know, his coaching and, and also his advice and mentorship to the players that he had but you know with Kirby I think that we're just one you know even you mentioned 2017 you know I mean we were one play away um, you know from that national championship so I think that Kirby for me I mean in my own opinion I think he's you know I don't think you could get a better fit um, and then I you know I, I know that nationally I mean I think you're 100% correct. I mean, it is the elephant in the room is Alabama and uh, the game at, at Mercedes-Benz. And I think that if Kirby can lead the Dawgs to do that, um, you know, I think it just leads to even more yep. uh, recruiting, uh, success, and things of that nature. I mean, it, you know, Georgia could really be the next Alabama in a way. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I think so. I, they, got to win that game i mean it's just no question you know whatever happens happens it's going to be a positive for georgia but for kirby smart to take that next point, that next step he's got to beat alabama he's got to beat them in december and then if you beat alabama in december you got a great chance of beating anybody in january
1: and you know if you you look back at the georgia alabama games the recent ones Georgia was in every one of those games. And uh, leading at halftime, the last time they played last uh, season. And, yep. uh, you know, Georgia was right there. They just couldn't seal the deal. So yep. I think talent-wise, Georgia is is equal with Alabama. You just got to get over the hump, you know. And so uh, let's talk a little bit, of, and we'll we'll close up our program with this, about the transfer portal. You know, that's a term nobody ever heard of before the pandemic you know the transfer portal it has changed the course and the landscape of college football immensely the way it has been handled or from a perspective of some people mishandled by the NCAA the transfer portal uh, which uh, allows players almost immediately to transfer from one program to the next and play without having to sit out a year you know can we get? Can we ever put the genie back in the bottle with the transfer portal, or no. is it in its current state with us in college football from now on? What do you think?
2: Yeah, it's with us. I mean, it, whether you like it or not, and you know, George is a team I think is going to benefit from it. I mean, they're going to be able to sell. You know, and, and you know, Darian Kendrick and Eric Gilbert and Tyke Smith and all those guys are they're prime examples of what's going on with this. Mm. I don't like it, but it's not my decision, and I cover college football, so I just deal with it, and you go on, but. I certainly think there's no turning back and listen we can i'd like we'll come back on you guys maybe in july at some point but we're two weeks away two weeks away from this nil starting and yeah. nobody has nobody has a clue yeah nobody, nobody has a clue how to to govern it how to legislate it how, how to even handle it we're two weeks away from these kids being able to make money and 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 just really there's no there's no direction of how this is going i know the ncaa's ha- uh uh, the Supreme Court, I think, is having hearing today on this. Uh, you know, but I'm telling you, this is going to be forever change college football. And whether you like it or not, it's here to stay.
1: Yeah. What is a name, image, and likeness? Likeness. Mm-hmm. Yep. And players are able to benefit. College players are able to benefit from their name, image, and likeness being uh, displayed. A monetarily benefit, sure. which you have to think is going to uh, obviously uh, favor the elite players yep. in college yep. football. Yep. Those who are not elite, are they going to be jealous? Or are they going to well, – yeah, who knows uh,
3: what's going to happen with all of that. Very interesting. Yeah, and then, yep. you know, I think – I think I'm I was never really a big fan, either, Rusty, of the transfer portal. I think – but at, when I look back on it now and I see how Georgia went out and got Lawrence Kager and, you know, the, uh, the success that Georgia had with him on the field – I mean in a way I, I think it's a in a way i think it's a catch-22 for a lot of the teams i think you know it's it's good at sometimes and then bad at others and um but i think georgia just like you said i think the more elite teams will benefit from it i mean lawrence cage is a great example of uh of that and i mean what a what a season he had with georgia um you know it was unfortunate he got hurt there at the end and and couldn't finish it but uh also just to not to hold you up but i also saw where if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong where brock vandergriff has uh an nil uh deal or in the works along with uh i can't remember the other players but pod
2: Lesdud, yes uh, kicker pod pod, pod. oh yeah pod pod. i could well,
3: understand
1: that i could understand pod having having that deal speaking of, of vandergriff we were at the g-day game and boy he was so impressive. Yeah, he, I mean this dude is so impressive in his size and his yeah. speed and his yeah. ability to throw the football. Yeah. Boy, you got Gunner coming in, you got Vandergriff there. The transfer portal may be in the future for Georgia. You oh, got to yeah. satisfy these guys and give them playing time. But oh, yeah. man, Vandergriff was so very impressive. Yeah, he was. And
3: and boy, you give him a year under his belt at Georgia. Uh, that, that he looks and, good, doesn't he? And he and he just won that uh I think it was the National Quarterback
2: Award. That National Quarterback Award. Uh I saw gunner Stockton play Friday and and I mean this guy gunner Stockton's got a absolute cannon striped to his just strapped to his shoulder. He'll be there in January. So mm-hmm. you throw all that in the mix. So yes, yeah, mm-hmm. sir. So Georgia ain't keeping them all, but that's yeah. just the way football is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: well Rusty manziel has been with us on today's sports report with Matthew Hall. He's The Recruiting Analyst at uh, 247sports.com. Very, very busy man, including today being dad. Yeah. And uh, i tell you, that's sweet and precious. Rusty, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank thank
3: you, Rusty, for coming on with us. Uh, Always um, respect and have, you know, the utmost respect for you and and your assessment. And I really appreciate your time today. Appreciate you guys having
2: me on anytime, man. Anytime.
1: Thank you, man. Yes, sir all right so rusty manziel with us from 247 sports so matt uh we we kind of covered a lot of uh things today but of course you know that the the calendar is turning time is ticking down it's september 4th uh for uh, georgia and clemson and uh we we can't wait and of course uh, you're keeping in contact with a lot of your contacts we're trying to keep up with what's happening and so we uh encourage everybody To uh, continue to be with us here on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We're back off of our summer break. We'll be having our regular programs again. So,
3: closing words for you? Closing words. There you go. Go
1: dogs. Always go dogs. All right. Thank you all for being with us today on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall.
0: Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.